What's good? Welcome to The Real Spill with Desire. It's me, your host, D to the Z, Y-R-E, Desire, that's me. I, um, I didn't really want to do a whole intro and all the preliminaries when I did this episode. Um, I literally was just sitting down and I went on YouTube just to listen to some music, you know, check out some music. And, um... On my feed, there was so many news reports, recent news reports about murders and people um, committing murder or being tried for murder or, you know, um, even people who who um, are witnesses to murder or whatever the case was. It was a few of them, one in Tennessee, one in Memphis, another one was in East um, Cleveland, and it was just, um, the one was about uh, the boy in New York. Um, It was just a lot of it, a lot of murder. And they were all people of color. Um, Only one that was not black was Junior in New York, and they were just talking about the mom, how the mom is doing and stuff. But um, I'm totally sad, and... Because last year, everybody was talking about um, our melanin is popping and um, Black Lives Matter and talk about how um, black people need to stick together and the strength and unity of the black community and all of this stuff, how black people are kings and queens. Well, I have an issue with that. Here it is in our very own community. We're seeing murders on top of murders, like multiple. I think it was in Memphis where they said there was almost 500 murders just this year alone. And again, the majority of them were African-American. And it bothers me because 90% of the time, the person who committed the murder is also african-american and here it is we talk about black lives matter we we talk about police brutality and we talk about all of this stuff but in reality does black lives matter to black people you know i understand there's a group of black people that um that loves loves our culture loves our race i understand that but here it is when you go into the inner city, you go into the black community, you got the no snitching rule. You got the, um, if, if you see something, don't say anything. You know, you got the mind your business type of um, community where you see illegal activity, but you don't say nothing, you mind your business. You witness a murder, but you don't say nothing, you just mind your business. You see teenagers jumping. One teenager, you don't say nothing. You just mind your business. This saddens me because then those same people who talk about mind your business, I'm not saying nothing. I ain't witnessing nothing. Those are the same people out there talking about Black Lives Matter. And see, 
It seems like black lives only matter when it comes to police brutality or or uh, systematic racism. And that's the only time black lives matter. It seems that black lives don't matter to our own community where we're snatching our very own black lives. Why do you think the KKK isn't terrorizing our neighborhoods anymore? Somebody said, oh, because they're scared. They know we got hands. They don't got to do it. We're doing it ourselves. They don't got to go out and lynch people. Because we do it. We kill each other. We, we're killing our very own people, our, our, who we calling to be kings and queens. You get into a car with you and your boys, get into a, go- a car, and one person, you want to kill one person, but instead of just, and I don't condone murder at all, but instead of you just going, uh, shooting the one with the one person or handling, you decide to shoot up a whole neighborhood and you kill innocent people, innocent children. That ain't gangster. That ain't even street. That's To me, that's a punk move. You a punk if you got to get in the car and you shoot up a whole neighborhood because one person wronged you. You don't care who catch the bullet. One of my favorite TV shows is The Wire. And on The Wire, um, we all know who Omar is. Michael K. Williams, God rest his soul. He played the character Omar. Everybody, every drug dealer wanted Omar out of the picture. But on season three... Um, Stringer, Avon, they wanted to get Omar. Omar already caused enough chaos. They wanted Omar's head on the stick. That was it. And there was two reckless, very reckless, um, I guess they were supposed to be muscle, but they wasn't really the smartest. They were like, they were like today's society gangster. So, um, they were sitting on Omar's grandma's house. They was waiting for Omar to come see his grandma. And here it is Omar going to take his grandma to church. And the dumber one, both of them wasn't the smartest. Because one, I think, was more intelligent, but he was easily swayed by the stupider one, which that makes him even more stupid, but we ain't going to get into that. So the dumber one, I guess... The dumber one said, there's Omar right there. And the one with the dress, he was like, nah, let me go and call Slim Charles and see what he says. He called him and get no answer. Make a long story short, uh, Stringer gave him the green light. Go ahead, do what you got to do. This idiot said, the dumb one said, um, we might as well shoot because we'll only be wasting the bullet. In other words, even if it's not Omar... Even if it's it's the wrong people, their life don't matter. And so many, so many of these so-called gangsters, and I say so-called because the this this generation of gangsters, y'all really don't got no heart. Really don't got no heart. Cause if you could you could run game with no code, that means you got no heart. You think cause you take a life, you gangster? You hard cause you could take a life? Nah, back, yo, my generation, we use our hands. Yo, you got beef with me? I got beef with you? All right, we're going to shoot the one. That's it. But y'all punks nowadays. 
You're not valuing other people in the community. You don't care that this is somebody, not talking about the Omar and his grandma situation, but you you don't care that you might be shooting up somebody's mother, somebody's father, somebody's grandkid, somebody. You don't care that it's a three-year-old child that's in the car and you spray the whole car because one person inside the car wronged you. So you spray the whole car. That ain't gangster. That ain't heart. You ain't showing that you got heart. All you doing is you just showing how reckless you are. You ain't using no intellect. You don't take no intellect to, to take out a gun and spray a neighborhood. Don't take no intellect. What, what are you trying to prove? And then you out talking about Black Lives Matter. Black power. You are a liar and a hypocrite. If you are okay with taking the lives of your brothers and sisters, I don't care if they got different parents than yours. You are okay with taking a life. You are a hypocrite. I used to I used to stay listening to hard hip hop. Like, and not necessarily gangster rap per se. But some people say it's gangster rap. I don't really consider it gangster rap. But I love Bone Thugs and Harmony, Biggie Smalls, um, you know, 90s hip-hop. But I think about their music. Even when they talk about, like, gang life and stuff like that, they they had a method to their madness. They had, they had, uh, they knew what they were going to do. If somebody wronged them, they were going to find that person. For the most part, because Crazy Bone did have that AK-47, the very best there is. When you got to kill everybody, no. We ain't, we ain't doing this no more. We got to do better. We got to do better. I believe that black people have the um, capability to do anything that they put their mind to. I believe that our people have the capability. We have the skill set. Listen, everybody, every other culture want to be like us. Whether they want to look like us, they want to sing like us, they want to dance like us. Everybody want to be like the like us. They even say um, when you have mixed kids, they're prettier. And I mean, I have this whole this another for another podcast. I have this whole theory about that. Um, but, but it's not, uh, it's not Dominican and Puerto Rican mixed together to make the most, but it's that black that's combined with any other race. So it's everybody wants to have what we got except us. We don't want to embrace who we are. We're beautiful. Everybody want full. I was on TikTok earlier today, and there's so many um, what do you call it? Filters make you have thick lips, and you know, give you what black people naturally, what we naturally have. Back in, back in the 1800s, we were ridiculed for having our our big lips. The early 1900s, they made fun of us for having big lips. Now people are going paying thousands of dollars to get their lips like ours. We have the perfect bone structure. We are the first, we are the first 
human beings. The first human beings came from African descent. Adam and Eve, they said the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden is found somewhere in Africa. They can't find it. We know biblically they can't, they're not going to be able to find it. But it's in Africa. All life originated from Africa. But here it is. We have we have uh, grown to, um, to 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 devalue ourselves. We make our children desensitized. We do everything to cause uh, our our children don't even have their natural innocence anymore. We fall prey to to the enemy's devices. And everybody said, oh, the Bible says the first will be last and the last will be first. But technically, we was already first. And we were made last. We got to get in our rightful place. We were made last. And then we, we like to stay in the last place by, by um, adopting all of these principles that, that the world introduced to us. We start to look at ourselves um, in a negative facet. We like, like to look at our dark skin as being ugly, our kinky hair as being unprofessional. Because we, we start to look at the European standard of beauty and we try to adapt to that. And just as a disclaimer, I know I wear uh, hair and makeup and all this other stuff, but for me, it's art. So don't come at me because if you see me in like real life, I look just as natural as anybody named Mama. But back to my topic. The black community and then where I live, it bothers me because black people don't believe that they need to be with black people in this community. They're either gay or they date outside their race, but that's a, that's another podcast. Yo, we have to redevelop our self our self worth. We have to redevelop uh, our our own personal love for ourselves. And when I say that, I'm not saying that we have to love ourselves to where we're carnally minded. I'm saying we have to love our blackness. Embrace our blackness. Don't allow society to tell us the the lighter the writer. And we're killing our own community. We're killing our own community. We're killing our own people, our own future. There was a video that I watched um, a little while ago. And um, they they sprayed the car. I don't know if they purposely sprayed it, but they sprayed the car. And inside that car was a three-year-old little kid. And that was the only one to die that, um, that was in the car. This child is innocent. This child wasn't selling no drugs, wasn't stealing money. This child wasn't, at most, might have maybe took an extra cookie out the cookie pack. Or took a lollipop out of the um, candy dish 
at most. Three-year-old don't deserve to live because somebody says something that you didn't like. We lost our integrity. We lost our value. And this saddens me because is this year to me it seems like it's just horrendous the amount of black on black crime, the amount of murders. This is in our society. Where last year, just a year ago, in my home city, they painted a whole block to say Black Lives Matter. But before they got to finish painting it, they done shot up somebody down this street. On 10th Ave, somebody got murdered. Down on River Street, somebody got murdered. Down there in North Main, a couple of shootings on North Main. All black. Black Lives Matter? When are black lives really going to matter to us? We can't expect, we can't expect, and we get mad when the Chinese people like, like to um, hire their own or the Spanish people like to hire their own. We can't get mad at other cultures for embracing themselves. We are the only culture that embrace everybody else but don't embrace ourselves. The, the Asian community, they, they um, recycle their money within their community. They hire their own people. They they support their own people. The Hispanic community, now I live in the city that I used to live in, you see it all over the place. They recycled their money. They helped out their own community. We, our people, we sold in every single community. And when a black person owns a business, we look for a discount. Oh, oh, shoot, I'm not eating there. It's all black people there. They probably got nasty attitudes. Or we do go in the store, and um, they open on one day, and then they <laughs> they barely open up again. Or we do try to support, and, and they, they just got nasty attitudes. Come on. These are simple things, simple things that we could do. We can support our own community. And I'm not saying all um, all black um, businesses is like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying a lot of, in in my community, the community I used to live in, not, not down here where I live right now because they all country, everybody friendly in the country. But when I was in Jersey, the black businesses, they will have their advertised their hours is nine to five. You get there at 9.30 in their clothes. So you go and chill, you know, walk around and go back at 10 o'clock. They still close. Like, bruh. Or when you get there or whatever and you say, oh, can you help me? You got to wait a minute. Like, <sighs> we can do better. We can. Let's start instilling in our, in our children now. Because I'm, I'm gonna be honest. This, this generation, this, this, the children between the age of, I'm gonna say as young as ten to twenty-five. I'm not gonna call them lost. I'm not gonna say that because I don't believe anybody is lost until they die without getting to know Jesus Christ as that personal savior. 
So I don't consider anybody lost. But by the time they got that age, it's now really, really hard to um, begin to reteach. So we need to start teaching our children now how to embrace their own beauty. I talk to my um, niece all the time because she likes to watch um, YouTube videos. And sometimes she um, she wants to look like the people she sees in the videos. And I'm like, you pretty. You don't have to look like that. She knows she's gorgeous. Everybody tell her she's gorgeous. She just she knows all she got to do is smile. But see, sometimes because she don't see people that look like her that often, she gravitates towards others. So let's begin to start teaching this new generation, this younger generation. Let's let's begin to teach them how to appreciate the life of somebody else. How all lives matter. Now, okay, I'm not I'm not part of the whole all lives matter movement. I'm going to make that clear. But if you teach your child that every life matters it doesn't matter when they get older it doesn't matter if you black white hispanic gay straight christian muslim they're going to know that there's a value of your life if we start teaching that now but we allow our kids to grow up not really realizing the value of anybody else's life except their own that's what happened to those those other kids how somebody could walk up in a school and just start shooting. They don't think that there's a value on anybody else's life except their own. Those gangsters who think that, oh, it's just wasting the bullet. They don't see any value in anybody else's life but their own. So we have to teach our children at a young age that everybody's life has value. If God, if God could love every single living creature, so can we. So can we. If God says that every single living creature's life have value. Now certain bugs, I'm I'm a step on as soon as I see it, but that's a different story. If God can say, I love each and every one of these people, we need to teach our kids the same thing. Every life have value. That's all I'm saying. Like I said, I'm not part of that all lives matter movement. But we have to teach our children the value of life itself. Start doing that junk now. Don't wait until they're 17 and they already picked up the, like, the thug mentality, the gangster mentality. They already picked that up. Now your child out selling drugs and gang banging. You try to tell them that uh, God loves everybody. No, we need to start while they're little. Some of those 17-year-olds, we have to pray. Pray for them. We have to pray for them. Because once you're 17, you finally decide you're, gonna, you're just now going to start teaching your child the right way to go. You're kind of late now. Start teaching them while they're young. I'm out, y'all. I, I love y'all. And if y'all listen to this and y'all felt offended... If anybody's offended by anything that I said, I apologize. But maybe that means you need to make the appropriate changes in your life. You know, you need to make appropriate changes in your life. I did not do this podcast for anybody to be offended or anybody to um, take offense. I didn't do it for anybody to take offense. But I was hurt by all the murders that I've seen. 
And I was I just wanted to listen I just wanted to jam to some music. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do, but I couldn't because my my um feed was bombarded with news reports of murders in the black community. So, and my thing is, I, I had my day of being a thug, a gangster. Not, I, I never was in the gang, but I, I was always hard. So I had my days. I didn't take no life. Never killed anybody. Matter of fact, after we fought, if I felt like I hurted you too bad, I'll go back and apologize. Even in my, my hard days. I just, I just want the best for God's people. I love y'all. I'm outie. Peace.